0: What's up everybody and welcome back to the 32nd episode of the hma fantasy wrestling podcast i'm your host jacob Pugli, and we are here today to talk some wrestling man we got the last quarterfinal matchup in our tournament 2004 versus 2019 um, and i'm excited to get going today joined by by a bunch of good dudes a bunch of people that uh, are very knowledgeable in the sport of wrestling uh, a couple new guys so um, gonna be a fun show and, and we'll run through who's here with me just for everybody listening. Um, so of course, as always, we got our man Earl from the Open Mat. How you doing today, Earl?
1: Uh doing great, ready to talk about some wrestling, then uh, have a good weekend.
0: Heck
2: yeah. Um Tony,
0: first time hey. we've had you on. How you doing? Yeah,
2: thanks. I'm doing great. It's a little early in California, but um I'm feeling good, ready to go. Yeah,
0: we appreciate you getting up and uh and getting on this early. I know it's it's gonna be early for Greg too, um, but for those of you who don't know, I I don't know what rock you've been living under. Um, Tony Rotundo is is the godfather of HMA, um, and we're we're happy to have him on. And then uh, last but certainly not least, we got our three time NCAA champ Greg Jones. How you doing today, Greg?
3: Uh, what's up, JP? Thanks for having me, man i'm with you i'm with you tone i'm here in uh las vegas too a little early but it's right worth, worth
2: it yeah absolutely worth it yeah. hey, j- just to thanks point for out, having me
0: guys yeah oh absolutely thanks for thanks for coming on man um but tony we did tell you we could go later you uh you you said no
2: i did you did yeah i said we could push back you're like no nah, it's all good it's cool uh I was just being kind to you guys. I, I don't know. I I I probably should have pushed back, but it's fine. My wife was just like, Why are you getting up at five forty five tomorrow? But uh, <laughs> it's it's all good. I feel good. Hey man, gotta get on that rise and grind. Uh but if I were if I were Sam, I would have gotten up at like four AM to go for a run. If I were Doug <laughs> Schwab, I would have gotten up at three thirty to go carpet a room or something. That's just,
0: just insane. Absolutely,
2: Schaub's crazy. Anyways, um,
0: but uh, we are are not joined, at least at the moment, by our usual uh, Jack Mueller and Seth Gross. Seth is um, he's a coach at Wisconsin now, and so he is having to go to meetings sometimes, and and uh, sometimes that doesn't align up with what we're doing. And obviously, they pay him, so he has to go where where he has to go. Um, Jack, I. Jack might be jumping on in a little bit if he can, but we we're not 100 percent sure yet. But um, we'll just go ahead and get started and get talking wrestling, and then we'll we'll see if if Jack's able to join us. Um, but before we get into this whole bracket thing, there's a couple of things that kind of happened, and you know, in the wrestling world. And since we were last on here, um, first thing is is Sebastian Rivera to Rutgers. So what's everybody's everybody's thoughts on that?
1: Um, I mean, that, that was something that there's been underlying rumbles about that for quite a while. Um, and if you, you watch the big 10 tournament and saw how the crowd responded to him and how happy he was to be in Jersey, um, you thought that maybe that could happen. So it's not entirely surprising, but it is kind of exciting to see, uh, him back home.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'm excited about it. Um, and he's going 141, so uh, that's that's going to be cool. He's just constantly moving up. Uh, I'm excited to see him wrestle, you know, different competition every year. Uh, Tony, what, what do you what's your your take on this Sebastian situation?
2: I I think it's I think it's really cool. I think it's good for the sport. I think it's really fun to see you know Rutgers kind of the the momentum that they have going. Um, he's definitely making a move uh, toward MMA, so um you know this is just a step for him to to kind of on that path um to work with frankie and stuff so yeah no, i think it's a a fun kind of exciting move for at least for Rutgers. um and it, it seems like storniolo and he have a good relationship and uh you know it's awesome yeah
0: for sure yeah no i'm excited to see him transition to mma and obviously speaking of mma we have greg on here with us so greg what's your your view on on his whole situation moving over there and maybe his transition
3: uh, <clears throat> I'm not uh too up on all the details that led to his uh his transfer um, you know and I kind of have mixed feelings i i don't know uh i don't know that I'm quite a fan of of this this transfer trend and the transfer portal across all sports i don't um, I don't know it's necessarily a good thing but and again, I'm not in that that field anymore. So, um, but at the same time, I get Rutgers being a pretty good, pretty cool story. What's going on there in Jersey? What they've been able to build over the last several years? Um, so I'm a, I guess I'm a little bit mixed. But uh, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to to seeing how how everything turns out.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, now I'm excited to see him moving forward, no matter what. Have we? Have Earl Tony, have you guys heard anything about um Suriano and if he's supposed to come back or or anything like that? Greg, have you heard anything? No. <laughs> wrong wrong. Guy I don't here. think he's coming
2: back. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think he's on a path to the moon, man. He's just on his own, own kind of I don't know, shooting for the stars. I'm gonna be so disappointed. So
0: disappointed if he doesn't come back, because that would be such an awesome one-two punch right there. And, like, especially if he didn't come back this year, Sebastian wrestled his last year, and then Seriana comes back after that, I'm going to be ticked. <laughs> but, uh.
2: I can't hey. see him coming back in two years.
0: Yeah. I don't. I think if he comes, he either comes back this year or he doesn't, in my opinion. I don't yeah. know. But have you heard anything, Earl? So-
1: now after, uh, after he beat Cologne at Beat the Streets last year, I was with the media interviewing him, and he really seemed interested in pursuing other opportunities or other options he has out there. So, um, you know, when it came out that he wasn't going to wrestle last year, I wasn't entirely surprised. And if he doesn't ever come back, I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Yeah. What were you saying, Greg? No, nothing, nothing. Cool. Yeah. No, I mean, it's – I've heard all kinds of things about him. Is, like, is it MMA or is it like acting school? I mean,
1: I, I I've, I've heard the acting thing. That's, that's one of the things that I heard, but I've also been told an interest in MMA. So maybe a little bit of both, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh,
0: was, um But yeah, that whole situation is pretty cool to watch unfold. And, and I'm excited to at least see what happens. Um, but also, you know, on the, the Bader show, they interviewed Storniolo as well. Um, and I don't know if you guys saw that, but he said uh, – he, he told Rutgers to don't drop the ball. Um, and I thought that was kind of funny because it was like a little bit of a jab, but, but not really. Because um, he was – you know, you could tell like he was fully supporting Sebastian, but at the same time it does suck to have a guy like that leave. Um, so he had to kind of get in a little bit of a, you know, don't drop the ball, guys. Yeah. Um, but no pressure. Yeah. (laughs) Um, another thing that happened, we, we did have the rumble on the rooftop. Um, that was, that was fun. Bunch of of good matches. Um, I I thought like Lugo looked great with Pletcher. I didn't, I mean, do you guys think it was a size thing or was it like, what was going on there?
1: Mm, I don't necessarily know it was a size thing. Um, Know, they're both number 1 seeds at the NCAA tournament with, uh so Lugo Lugo's a stud he's been I don't know how much he's been training with Iowa recently but um yeah I, I think he's going to be a force on the freestyle scene
0: yeah
3: i, I didn't get a chance to see it. what was the score
0: 5 nothing or 5-1 one, one of those two i think it was 5 nothing um it was very one sided it's just a lot of a lot of reattacks from from Lugo that were just beautiful, um, which is kind of Plutcher's MO. So it's kind of weird that it right. went that way. <laughs> right. But uh, but yeah, I mean, we also had you know Jo Nolth at the end. Um, there was a lot of hype building up for that one man. I was I was super excited for it, and like I don't want to say it, it let let me down because you know it, it from a fan's perspective. Obviously, you see these two dudes wrestle, and you want to see like forty eight points put up, but. <laughs> Same time, you know, these are two of the two of the most high level wrestlers, you know, that we have around. Um, you know, the last time we saw JO, he came out and and put up 50 unanswered points at was it the US Open or or Senior Nationals or whichever tournament that was. Um and obviously it's Jason Knolf's incredible. So <sighs> sometimes it ends up being a chess match that isn't as fun to watch. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Yeah, I think I think with that match, and then maybe with the thing that Flo's putting on in a couple weeks, you got to remember these guys are just not going to be in the the best shape possible. You know, a lot of them have been quarantined, uh, you know, away from wrestling mats, and you know they're doing their workouts. They're doing you know a little bit here and there, but it's not the same thing as you know being in the Nittany Wrestling Club or you know being with everybody that they have in North Carolina. So. You know, if that match happens two, three months down the road, it it could be the match we all hoped it would be.
0: Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, um,
3: that's kind of what I've been telling telling my guys too, and uh, I think I think uh, we're not much different with uh, all this stuff going on. That I think we're going to see is you're gonna, you're going to see the the truly passionate uh, athletes kind of rise to the top. Guys that generally generally care um, about their their craft to the core. Um, it's going to, I think, thrive throughout these kind of uncertain situations. And I think that's, uh, you know, it's hard to, to kind of just piece together a training camp here and there. But those that, uh, that genuinely care, genuinely passionate are going to find a way, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my, my thinking is, you know, these these are like, these are, it's like having a car that's not warmed up, right? Like it just sputters a little bit and that timing, you know, <clears throat> There is such an elite level and people don't realize that like to get your, your body and your, your head in a space where you can, you can hit your moves with precision and getting the timing down through repetition, through faster repetition and stuff. Like you can shadow wrestle, you can wrestle with, you know, a high school kid or a college kid, but like at an elite level, trying to get your timing down to execute these moves has got to take um, just more intense training than they've been able to do.
3: Oh, for sure. Good Very good point, Tony.
2: Yeah, um,
0: I don't know, man. Like it, it's still still cool to see wrestling. I don't care what shape they're in and what uh what what's going on. It's still good to see something going on. Um, did have some some really good matches, especially in the the early couple. Um, I think it was was Zach Sanders and Sam Richards. It was a really good match. Um, but we also had uh, Nazar Kolchitsky retire, so that was a kind of cool i mean you know good for him to kind of go out on his terms and i always think it's cool to see some somebody leave their shoes on the mat and and kind of have a a moment to say goodbye Um, but he had an awesome career man and and we're happy to have watched him but sure, sure yeah um
2: also what's up i'm i'm planning to go to uh to Texas. I've actually never been to Texas, but the timing isn't great. Things are just not trending well. So my wife is like already like, uh, maybe not. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I hope to get there. Um, I have a new camera that I really want to start to fire and have some fun with. So yeah. And I hope they add some folks to the card, a three, three match card, just a little, light but it sounds like they're talking about it but yeah should be well, interesting
0: I, I will say i can't say anything but i do know one person is uh is definitely officially on the card and uh is it jo I, I don't i can't say anything about it i'll tell you later I'll Tell you <laughs> off air
2: right on do you know one
0: person has uh, has signed on to that thing and they're just ironing out details for for an opponent um so there should be at least yeah. one more match
2: Right, because without an opponent, it's going to be a very boring match. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to go out there and shadow wrestle
0: so to get right, everybody warmed right. up. Um, but also, we had uh, – Earl, your article came out. Um, do you, you want to say anything about your article or, or anything like that?
1: Um, so, yeah, I wrote an article, Reactions, to Rumble on the Rooftop. I think the part that everybody took notice of was uh, what I said, a failure in leadership. And, uh, you know, I talked about Flow Wrestling and their lack of promotion of that event because um, it was on Fight TV and kind of the history of doing that. Um, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, re- read the article. I think you can, you know, make your own judgments. I wasn't necessarily trying to, you know, throw rocks at those guys or, you know, talk trash. Um, I was just kind of calling it how I've seen it. And, uh, you know, I've kind of heard a lot of these rumblings for a while, so it is what it is. I'd like to see it change um, from the response that I've received. I don't know that it will, but it's out there.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll be the first one to admit I'm a very poor friend and co-host and I have not read it all yet. (laughs) (laughs) I, I was telling him before, like I, as soon as it, it posted, I opened it on my, my phone, and then I got distracted doing something, and it's just been sitting on my phone without me read, reading it for a, for a while. So I need to read that as soon as we get off. But uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it. But, I mean, we can go ahead and get into this thing, guys. Um, you know, I, I could talk about wrestling for days, but I, I know that we all got stuff going on, uh, especially Greg might be you know, flying out to – fight island or or something like that soon right is that is that what you're doing over there
3: yeah hopefully tonight hopefully tonight we get all our test routes, results back uh this afternoon and flight leaves at 9 p.m out of vegas so pretty it's cool fun.
0: and you're, yeah, you're yeah, with really black zillions right no no
3: no i was sanford mma um i got uh of course uh kamar usman uh trained with us uh his entire career um And uh, he's going to fight Gilbert Burns, one of our other guys. And tomorrow's going to do his camp there uh, at a different location. And and, uh, I got Gilbert. And I got another guy, Jared Gordon, coming on on uh, on the 15th. So Very cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: Definitely excited about that. I've been looking forward to all the UFC fights every time they happen because – I'm a big UFC fan anyways, but especially when there's no sports going on, it's like turned into a religion. So. Right.
3: right. Mm -hmm. No, they've done a good job. I mean, Dana, you know, regardless of your opinion of him, you know, he took, took the flack up front and um, he's out there uh, getting his guys paid. So, you know, hats off to him for, I can't imagine just the logistics and the infrastructure they've had to put in place just to put on one event, um, would well, that have been six or seven weeks ago let alone what they've been able to do up to this point it's it's uh really great for him and, and his staff to, to pull this off i think yeah i mean and pull, and it, off, and pull it off safely right that's the, that's the goal right? not just do it but do it safely and to this point it's been nothing but
0: yeah it's been awesome i mean you're, like yeah. you said he's pulling it off pulling it off safely and they've been some of the best fights i've seen i mean some
3: good fights yeah
0: Especially that last one with a yeah. hooker, and is it is it Poirier or Poirier, Poirier, Poirier? So Louisiana well, guy, dude, that that was an awesome fight. Um, sure. But but this is a wrestling podcast, let's start talking more about wrestling. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> All right, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna share my screen and and we'll get going. Um, yeah,
2: we gotta pick which weight to start yeah we do Do you you have how much time do you have should we start near the upper weights
3: no we can go i'm I'm, I'm pretty flexible i what we i'm doing uh, this podcast in uh in front of the hotel because i can't go any further from the front door um and i can't go anywhere else so
0: yeah all right well um let's go ahead and get into this thing man um we, to, to kind of go over, and especially for Greg, who, who doesn't know exactly what it is we're doing, I mean, he, he definitely has the idea. We kind of told him before, but um, to see it, what we did was we threw together the last 16 years of NCAA champion lineups, right? And so, you know, if you won an NCAA title in 2004, all 10 of those guys would just basically put in a dual team. Yep. So um, we, we took all those teams and I sat down for hours and seeded this thing um, according to championships hodge trophies all-american honors all kinds of stuff up until that year right so obviously some of these dudes like kyle dake is a four-time champ but in 2010 he only got credit that year for one national title one all-american and so you know went through and did it like that and ended up getting the seeds Um, and we've gotten down to we're about to find out who our last semifinalist is so on one side, we've got 2005 versus 2018 for the first semifinal, um, and then on our side of the bracket, 2013 has already punched its ticket to the semifinals, and we are about to find out if it's going to be 2004 or 2019 to meet them in the semis. So that is where we're at, and, and that's quick, where we're going to go.
2: Quick question. So um, somebody asked this uh, online, how 2019 got seeded number 11. Um, and I know you could just kind of broke it down, but um, maybe just like 30 seconds on how how that seeding happened for them. And it, it, you're saying it's up to – so it's up to 2019, right, not beyond. So, like, the fact that 2020 didn't happen doesn't influence 2019, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. yeah, no,
0: it was unfortunate 2020 didn't happen because that would have been, been a fun team to throw in there too. Um, but, you know, I, obviously – there's dudes on that 2019 team that are just absolute studs, right? You know, Spencer and Yanni, without this Corona situation, are both looking at possible four-timers. Jason Ulf won his third. You, know, you had Zahid. All these guys are incredible. Um, I think that's the fun thing about the seeding, is the seeding was very objective. And, you know, just the points came out however they came out. Um, and then, you know, obviously that makes for more fun matchups and and upsets. Because, I mean, 2019 wasn't even supposed to win their first round matchup, but obviously, you know, the these guys that are on this team are insane. So we get to talk about mm-hmm. matchups inside of these seats. Um, but, yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, I mean, the thing that brought 2019 down was a bunch of one-time champs, right, Kassar, That's- Foster, Lewis, yeah. national Soriano, they're there was a bunch of them that just won their first and it might have even have been their first all-american. So they got a little less on the the points than other teams, got but it. that is why we do it, man. Objective seating always makes for fun brackets. Hmm. So, Cause if I, if we put our, our own little flair on the seating, then like all the, all the seeds are going to hold and it's going to be no fun to talk about. Right. Uh, so well, uh, we'll go ahead and get into this duel though, man. <laughs> so we got, 2004 versus 2019, um, and, and we'll go ahead and and talk about who these teams are, who's on these teams. Um, for 2019, I'll go ahead and start it off. Um, we have Spencer Lee, and in 2019, this is his second national title. Uh, Nick Sariana winning his first. Yanni Doc Mahalla winning his second. Uh, Anthony Ashnault winning one for Rutgers. Jason Knoll winning his third, Makai Lewis winning his first, Zahid Valencia with his second, Drew Foster with his first, Bo Nickel with his third, and Anthony Cassar winning his only national title. Um, and then on the other side, Earl, fill us in on who's who's going for 2004.
1: All right, so the first uh, seven guys on this list are all winning their first or only national titles. Jason Powell, Nebraska, Zach Roberson, Iowa State, Cliff Moore, Iowa, jesse jansen harvard matt gentry of stanford troy letters of lehigh and chris pendleton of oklahoma state then we have craig at 184 winning a second of three titles uh, damian Hahn winning his second title and then tommy rollins of ohio state winning his second title
0: very cool Um, uh, yeah man this is gonna be fun so be- before we get into it i gotta ask because it's been such a hot topic for us all right uh we had, in one of these matchups, Greg, we had Troy Letters versus David Taylor, um, and I was the only person here that said that David Taylor would get bonus, and everybody told me I was crazy. You'll probably tell me I'm crazy, too, but I want to get your your thought on that match, if that were to happen.
3: No, you're wrong.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Good. All right. You're wrong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was senior year David Taylor, okay? Um, but we also, I don't know how familiar you are with HMA. Um, one of our, our guys over here, Jude, actually wrestles at M2 with David Taylor. And mm-hmm. he asked him at practice, he was like, would you major Troy Letters? And David Taylor was like, absolutely not. No way. So, yeah, yeah I even got yeah, shut he's said,
3: No, No, no. <laughs> you know, uh, I didn't have the, uh chance to wrestle Troy in, uh, in college, but uh, – Troy Letters has maybe two, definitely the last win against me, uh, pre-college and high school, I think actually. So I got, uh, I, just, I can't just for myself, there's no way I could say he could get him having two wins over me would get majored by anybody. So I'm going <laughs> to say no, but now Troy, there's no way. I don't, I'm not in my opinion.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's definitely some recency bias for me for sure. Um, but, I mean, it was senior David. I was all on board with it. And even when they were all telling me no, they are like, oh, you're crazy, you're crazy. It's like, no. And then, you know, even David was like, no, there's no way. He's crazy. It's he like, okay, all right, I'll shut up now. <laughs> but, uh, but anyways, um, I don't know. What do you guys want to start at? I mean, we can just go ahead and start at 125 if you want, because I think the last four are, are pretty awesome, or we can start wherever. You guys have any opinions on it?
2: That's fine.
1: Yeah, that's
0: good. That's good. Cool. Yeah, let's start 125 because the last four matchups are going to be a lot of – I mean 5 They're going to be a lot of fun to talk about. Um, But at 125, we have Jason Powell of Nebraska for the 2004 squad versus Spencer Lee of Iowa. Um, And like I said before, this is Spencer Lee's second national title. Um, This is is the one where he beat our man Jack Mueller uh, in the finals. And in both those finals – In both his NCAA tournaments, he absolutely destroyed everybody on his way to the finals. And then in the finals, his freshman year, I believe he won 5-0 over Seriano and then 5-1 over Jack. Um, Those are are definitely the scores. I can't remember if they're the right way. Um, But, yeah, four or five-point wins in the finals both those years. Um, He Spencer Lee goes on to win the Hodge in 2020 and doesn't have a chance to, to win a third. So, on the other end... Jason Powell, Earl, fill All
1: right, so Jason Powell is a senior this year, went 26-2. and two. He was the one seed, three-time All-American going 5-3 and 1. Um, he lost to Sam Hayswinkle at the Big 12s and then uh, beats Rob Redman in the quarters with a pin, beats Sam in the semi 6-3 in the finals. He uh, gives up the first takedown to Kyle Ott and then goes on to tech him 17-2. So he was a a pretty
0: bad dude himself on top yeah all right well um we we can go ahead and jump into it Uh, greg do you how do you see this matchup going do you do you watch a lot of college wrestling anymore or or? i I watched
3: enough i watched enough but i've i've known um (coughs) you know spencer went to high school 10 miles from the house i grew up in so i i've known him at a a decent level for a long time and he's um I mean he's just proven to be one of those you know generational type type collegiate wrestlers you know what I mean um and uh I got a lot of respect for Jason Powell but uh you know Spencer Spencer is just I think just head and shoulders above him right now
0: yeah yeah for sure um Tony, I know you did a lot of research and all this stuff. What well, what do you got in this matchup?
2: I agree. Uh it's hard to it it's hard not to take Spencer here. Um whether he bonuses, hard to say. But um yeah, I got I got Lee on this one.
0: Yeah. no, nah, I uh I, I'm comfortable saying saying Spencer by major. Um, I think it's always hard, especially when you have, you know, national champs wrestling each other to talk about bonus points. But, you know, like both of you guys said, Spencer's just a generational talent. I mean, he's he's a guy that, I don't know, pick the last 20, 30, whatever years you want to pick. And, and there's a lot of guys that that I can see Spencer getting bonus over that, that are also great in their own right. So um, I'm going to pick Spencer, major, uh, I think, Powell maybe hold it close, but maybe like a nine point major. Earl, what you got?
1: Yeah, I mean I, I echo everybody else uh about Spencer Lee and uh I, I might be on board with a major, but I I'd probably more time more oftentimes than not say, you know, five, six point decision.
0: Okay. Cool. So we just got a decision I'd for this agree.
1: one. I'd agree yeah. with that.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Um Cool. So we've got Spencer Lee uh, winning this first round matchup for 2019 um, by, by decision. And we'll move on to 133 pounds. Earl, fill us in on Zach Roberson.
1: All right. Zach Roberson was a senior. He was 31-3 and three this year, the fifth seed, three-time All-American going 7-4-1. He also lost in the Big 12 Finals to two-time national champion Johnny Thompson, uh, his tournament was a 3-1 win over Foley Dowd in the quarters, uh, 6-3 win over Travis Lee in the semis. He was a returning champion. And then he beats Josh Moore 5-4 in the finals.
0: Awesome. Um, and on the other end, uh, Nicky Uh this was probably one of the most stacked weights of all time, 133 in 2019 um, I mean, we had fixed Michich. <sighs> I, I, I'm I'm blanking on all these dudes, but RBY DeSanto, uh Philippi, just a bunch of really, really good dudes in this weight class. Um, Suriano beats Ethan Lizak and um Michich on his way to the finals before in the finals beating uh, Dayton Fix in overtime on in that controversial Takedown, where there might have been a headgear pull or not, but uh, either way, we look at it, Seriano comes out with the victory after after being runner up the year before to Spencer Lee. Uh, is just unbelievable defense; uh, somebody's really hard to score on. So, uh, what do we see this matchup going like, Earl?
1: So, I'm kind of going to echo what I said uh, when we had Roberson versus Tony Ramos. Uh, Roberson was known for he had this little like shuck by thing that it was kind of like his signature move that you knew it was coming. And I think this would be an interesting kind of clash of styles because I think Suriano could play into that. Um, And, you know, he could give up something based on that type of style. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, I still feel like Suriano is better and would win this match more often than not, but uh, it, it does kind of make me think twice about it. And, you know, if they wrestled 10 times, I think Roberson would get, you know, his share of wins, but picking one, I go with Soriano by decision.
2: Yeah.
0: What about you, Tony?
2: Well, I, I echo that, you know, I watched some video on Roberson and not only did he have that, that slide by or that shuck, but it was on the left side. And I, I'm pretty convinced he he hits it once a match against Nikki coming in hard, you know that kind of straight ahead thing. It was really slick. It's actually kind of fun to watch. Um, I, I, I'm this is a toss up for me. Um, I think that yeah, kind of to Earl's point, I think that uh, Roberson wins this four out of ten times. Um, so uh, I'm kind of torn, but ultimately suriano finds a way to win that year um so i i'm going nick i guess i'd like to hear what greg thinks on this one
3: yeah what do you got greg i'm gonna go i'm gonna go against you guys against the grain mm-hmm. here a little bit um zach Roberson was my uh one of my favorite guys to watch uh around that time uh really smart really te- really technical um you know of course iowa state was was really rolling then so he had all the all the, you know, trickle down from, from kale and stuff like that. And the um, program was, was, was rolling pretty good. Um, So I'm, I'm going to go, I think the year before Roberson was pinned in the first round and came back and took fourth place. Uh, If I'm, my memory serves me correctly. Um, But now I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the steel skill and and technique uh, with Roberson The kind of uh, take out the intensity that Soriano brings, I think whoever super the girls.
2: Yeah, right on. man,
0: I just like I'm definitely usually the offensive guy. I usually def- I usually lean with the offensive guy, right? Um, but I don't know, there's just some guys that, that are that good defensively and positionally, and um, I just there's not a lot of people that can score on Soriano. Um, I mean, think about the guys that have, you know, Michich, Lee, um, I'm struggling to find other ones, right? Um, DeSanto, I guess did, but I, I don't know. I, I just, I find it really hard to see somebody slipping through the position that Seriano has, um, at least more than once. And I think that that Nick can find a way to get enough points to win the match. So I'm going to go Nick Seriano, um. and and that'll take it for for one thirty three, um, so I think we all we all got decision obviously right. It's it's going to be a, a close match either way. Oh yeah, so, yeah sure. for sure. Cool. So we're we're down through two matches. We've got Spencer Lee and Nick Ariano taking the wins for twenty nineteen, um, and then we'll move down to one hundred forty one pounds where we're going to have Cliff Moore of Iowa versus Yanni Diakamahalis from Cornell. Um, Yanni D This is his second national title. Um, In this match, he beats Joey McKenna in the finals. Um, I believe he beat Ironman in the semifinals. Um, Or was it – I think it was Ironman, wasn't it? Yeah. He beat Ironman in the semifinals uh, two years in a row, actually. His freshman year, he beat uh, Dean Heil, Ironman, um, and and Bryce Meredith. And this year, he takes out – actually a, a crazy route to the finals. I mean, I think we all know what Yanni is and how good Yanni is. Um, but I think this run and this second year gets overshadowed. Um, and I say overshadowed because I know we've talked about freshman Yanni on here a lot. And I think everybody kind of talks ha- – has agreed up until now that freshman Yanni was maybe a, even better. Um, but I don't know, man. Like this, this run, Yanni hits Pete Lepari first round – and then Chad Red, Dom Demas, Ironman, and Joey McKenna. I, I, like, I, I don't see how a run gets harder than that. Literally, after the first round, all of them are All-Americans. It, it's insane. Um, so, yeah, you know, Yanni always finds a way to get it done, man. If, if there is somebody that, that I'm going to bet on to find a way to win a match, it's probably Yanni. So, on the other end, Cliff Moore, Phyllis Interl,
1: all right, Cliff Moore. He was a senior this year, uh, three-time All-American, going six-six and one, five seed went 33 and two, Big Ten champion. Uh, he beats the J- Jason Mester in the quarterfinals, six-four. Uh, he majors Scott Moore in the semis, fourteen to two. Scott Moore was uh, undefeated at like 48 or 49 and 0 with like 30 pins and. He still ended up being the Hodge trophy runner up that year, which was kind of crazy. And then in the finals, he beats the seven seed Matt Murray from Nebraska five to two.
0: Yeah. Um Greg, do you do you know much about, about Cliff?
3: Yeah, he's a coach of my alma mater now. Of course I do. <laughs> I don't I don't uh I don't see I don't see how he, he takes out Yanni.
0: I don't yeah. see it. Yanni's just all kinds of funky and weird and like, no matter what it's, yeah. He just always comes yeah. out on top, man. Yeah. Um, like I, I don't even know how to describe his style. Um, but Tony, what do you think?
2: I agree hard to, uh, go against Yanni on this more, um, was kind of that, that just grinder Iowa style. I think Yanni finds ways to, to win here. Yeah. For sure, Earl.
1: Yeah, put me down for Yanni. Uh, yeah, like Tony said, grinder Iowa style. I'll take Yanni.
0: Yeah. Um, who have we seen Yanni wrestle that's been that kind of grinder style? I'm trying to think of who comes to mind because I mean, obviously, it. I don't know. I. I can't think of. of I don't know. I'm blanking out. I can't think of any anybody that's kind of that style. Um, but yeah, I, I agree that I think Yanni would win either way. I mean, he's just one of the best guys to do it. Um, and jumping down to 149 pounds, we're going to go Jesse Jansen of Harvard, um, versus Anthony Ashnault of Rutgers. Uh, fill us in on Jesse Jansen, Earl.
1: All right. Jesse Jansen was the one seed this year, three time All-American going three, three and one with 38 and one this year, three time EIWA champion, um, he was the O.W. at the 2004 tournament. He beat David Dees 10-5 to in the quarters, uh, Ryan Charella 11-4 to in the semis, and then Zach Esposito 9-3 to in the championship.
0: All right. Um, and on the other end for our man Anthony Ashnault, he was the one seed coming into the tournament. Um, and on his way to the finals takes out Jarrett Deegan. Uh, Matthew Kolodzik and then Micah Jordan in the finals nine to four over Micah Jordan in the finals a so pretty uh, controlled win uh, I think you know over Ashnault's career we obviously knew how good he was he was a four-time All-American but those first three years just kind of was always that guy that everybody knew was really good but wasn't gonna be like national title caliber um, and then took a red shirt and, and came back and was just a different animal in my opinion I mean he was just awesome his senior year um, blew through everybody every time somebody doubted him he he righted the wrong and capped off an undefeated season with a national title I just always think back to that senior season to when uh when he uh he did the little finger guns at a uh, at G Feller Oklahoma State match I think that was that was pretty funny but uh a lot of personality from from a man astronaut. A lot of fun to watch, and excited to watch him on the upcoming flow card as well. Um, but who do you guys got in this match, man? Tony, what do you think?
2: Jensen. Yeah, he was great. He's he was very solid. I I I think that, and it it's hard. At, so this is his senior year, so we can count his previous, um, you know nCAA's right yeah. so for me just listening to you guys over the course of this thing um, of the course of this competition and and stuff for me repetition being able being um you know top three uh, goes a long long way um and so i I have uh, Jesse on this one um just he he was able to you know it he was able to compete at a very high level repeatedly. So, yeah, he, and he took out some studs on his way this year. Yeah. yeah
3: go through that, go through that run again, Earl, go through that uh, Jesse's bracket.
1: Yeah. So he beat uh, David Dees. I think that's how you say it from Brown 10 to five beats Ryan Charella 11, four, and then Zach Esposito nine to three.
3: Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I don't, I think, um, Jesse was wrestling at the, at a, at a level, um, <clears throat> that year where, you know, he had smelled it a couple of times and I, I could remember he just, he wrestled in a way that he just wasn't going to be denied. Um, he was just wrestling at a very, very high level. So I'm going to go with Jesse.
0: Yeah, nah, I'm going to agree. Um, I, man, I want, I, I'm a huge astronaut fan and wanted so hard to pick him, but like, I agree, I mean, looking at the ca- the competition that each of them had, i mean obviously there was some high competition with Ashnault as well, but I mean, you're talking about rolling through Trilla's as one of which is that is that the trillo that won a title or didn't win
1: a title no, neither of the two and neither of them won kids, a title. But, yeah oh but well he was, ouch. he was the he was the one that uh lost to Hendricks two years later at sixty five okay Um, still
0: that's, that's one of the better dudes to not win a title, right? Um, Mm -hmm. that's, that's where I was trying to get to. Um, and and then obviously Esposito was a national champ, right? Ashnall didn't have those same caliber guys. He had really high all American, really consistent dudes, but not national title caliber guys in those brackets, in my opinion. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go Jansen as well. Earl, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I think this would be a, a cool matchup because you got both guys that are really tough on top. Um, Jansen was uh, known for his crap ride at that time, and then you know, knowing he was so good on top, but then seeing these scores, you know, six point win against Esposito, seven points against Chirella, you know, he's able to get it done from everywhere. So yeah, I got to go, Jansen.
0: Yeah. All right. That still bothers me, man. I can't believe I said that.
2: God, I got that wrong. Um, hey, can I pause, pause here for an interesting stat? Yeah. Um, it's back a match, but you know how you you asked if uh, Yanni uh, has ha- hit a grinder opponent? Mm-hmm. Based on wrestling stat, Yanni has never wrestled a guy from Iowa. Seriously? Yeah. Hmm. Based, based on this, there is there's northern Iowa, um, but not the University of Iowa. Isn't wow. that crazy? Yeah, that's, that's wild. wild. Yeah. Huh.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, there, Iowa hasn't had anybody in that weight that could really challenge him, anyways, in my opinion. Um, I mean, you're going to have Ironman this year, but um, yeah, that's yeah. crazy to go through yeah. and not hit anybody at all. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, anyway. We, we can keep going. 157 pounds. Uh, Matt Gentry of Stanford versus Jason Nolf of Penn State. This is Jason Nolf's third and final national title going out on top as a senior. Um, this is when he beat Tyler Berger in the finals. Um, but on his way to the finals, he has a fall in 43 seconds in round one and then a tech fall in round two over Van Brill. Um, Pagdileo, he tech falls in the next round. 3-2 over Hayden Hidley in the semifinals. And then a major decision win, 10-2 over Tyler Berger in the finals. Um, I mean, it, when you look back at Nolf's career, the dude only had three losses. Um, but one of them was that, that injury default with Van Brill. So I don't even count that, right? So he only lost twice, really. Um, he lost to Imar. Two times, and then besides Imar, Hideley was the only other guy that really got close to him, right? Imar um, beat him. Hideley got close. Besides that, there really wasn't anybody that was ever there with him, right? And this year, uh, Bo Nickel won the Hodge this year, but um, you know, I think we can all remember the entire year it was kind of a battle back and forth of if Nolf or if Bo was going to win the Hodge. Um, so definitely, you know, Hodge level guy this year for Jason Knolf, um an incredible career so on the other end we got Matt Gentry of Stanford Earl
1: all right Matt Gentry was a junior this year he went 42 and 0 one of only two guys to go undefeated that year he was uh the two seed he ended up making the 08 and 2012 Olympic teams for Canada um in the quarters, he beats uh, Philip Simpson eight to two. Beats returning champion Ryan Bertine in the semis six four, and then Jake Percival in the finals four to two.
0: Yeah, um, man, I I just again, I mean, a guy like Jason Nolf is just a guy where I don't see there being a whole lot of guys that can beat him, right? as we go back through these. It's no disrespect to any of the dudes that we put him up against, but there's just really not a whole lot of guys that that I'm even considering going the other way with. It's just if Nolf's gonna get bonus points or not. Um so I'm gonna go with Nolf um but as far as bonus points, I'm gonna I wanna hear what you guys have to say on on this matchup before I start leaning away on that. Um so Greg, what do you think about this matchup with Gentry?
3: Uh Nolf is gonna split the scroll on it pretty good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that
3: was going to score. Um, pro- yeah, definitely. In a, I would hate to say definite, but I would think he would he would score some type of bonus. All right,
0: Tony, what you got?
2: I've got Nolf, but um, I'm not ready to go bonus on it. Um, but yeah, Matt's a great competitor, and um, he he was tough, he was fast. Um, but I have Nolf here. It's hard to hard to go against Nolf in it this year. Yeah.
1: Earl. Yeah, and, and Gentry also he wrestled a pretty tight match with Jordan Burroughs at the two thousand twelve Olympics. Um has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but just in general is also Stanford's first uh, national champion. Mm-hmm. Um that being said, yeah, I, I would go I'd be comfortable saying Major Nolf.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get on board with that major Nolf. Um Yeah, I mean just, Nolf was was just the dude that continuously scored, right? There's a yeah. lot of guys in college that that will get, you know, uh, maybe not like a one point lead, but at least like a comfortable lead and kind of settle into the match and, and take it easy on the way out. And that was not Nolf, man. The dude was trying to score every possible second. He could have been up 14 to nothing with two seconds left and he's taking a shot. Um, so, yeah, I'm comfortable going Nolf, major decision. Uh, so, we're going to have our first bonus points of, of the duel. Yeah. But, uh, uh Jason Nolf moves on major decision, uh, for 2019 right here. And, and we'll keep grinding on getting into, to really the, the beef of the, the awesome matches, right? These last like four or five matches are absolutely insane. Uh, and I'm excited to talk about them. So let's kick it off. 165 Troy letters, Lehigh versus McKay Lewis of Virginia tech. Um, Earl, start us off with Troy Letters.
1: All right. Troy Letters was the two seed this year, went 36-1. and I was a three-time All-American. This is his second at that point. He was a runner-up the year before. In the quarters, he pins John Clark in a minute 22. He beats Matt King in the semis, 4-2. And then he beats the one seed, Tyrone Lewis, in the finals, 5-2. Lewis was the only guy to beat him that year.
0: Yeah. Um, on the other end, we've got Makai Lewis, um, Makai. I mean, everybody knew he was good, right? He, he was a junior world champ. So everybody knew that this guy could have a great career and that he was on, you know, a certain level, uh, above a lot of these guys. But, um, uh, this is another one of those situations where we've talked about with Jack before, where, uh, the ACC is really getting a lot stronger and really coming on and, um, uh, it's really exciting to see that growth over there but there's definitely some dudes especially some of these weight classes that kind of sneak through that S- or the ACC schedule um, without having really tough matches Makai um, was one of those this year where he didn't really hit anybody too big until NCA's. so just like Jack this same year I guess um, we didn't like we knew that they were coming in with good records and, and good seeds but we didn't we we're like okay well, well we'll see when they hit one of these. You know, tougher dudes. Um, and Mackay coming in as the eight seed, uh, fall in the first round, and then beats McCormick of Army four to one. Then takes out Alex Marinelli, the one seed, three to one, and the quarterfinals, semifinals. He beats Evan Wick five to two, and then beats returning two timer uh, Vincenzo Joseph in the finals seven to one. Dude just really got on a roll through this this whole tournament, and. Um, I know for me personally, I loved watching him. Um, but every time he got to one of those matchups, I thought, for sure, yeah, the other guy's going to win, right? I thought Marinello was going to win. And then I was like, oh, cool, Wick's going to make a final. Nope. And then Chenzo, he's going to win his third. Nope. And the dude just kept denying everything I thought the entire time. So um, I'm really excited to see his career unfold, especially after you know, winning a national title and then taking a year off to get levels better. So I'm excited to see what he comes back as. Um, but that's, that's it for Makai. Um, I'm going to drop it down to Tony. Tony, what do you think about this matchup, man?
2: I think it's a great match. Um, but I've got letters on this one. I'm not going to let the recency bias get to me. Um, he, uh, you know, he hits this crab ride, um, on Lewis to avenge that loss in the finals of the NCAA. So they, He, you know, Lewis beat him uh, at the duel, and then he avenges that loss, and he catches Lewis in a crab ride that is danger was real dangerous. He's he's kind of flat on his back, and Lewis up on his hands. So one of those situations, you know, where like he's almost pinned and. Um, and then as they came out of that he catches him just as you as you would and holds him just long enough to score some backs and that's kind of the difference in the match Um, whether he could do that to Makai I'm not sure but he uh, he he found a way to win and I think he does that here in this match. Yeah
0: Uh, what do you think Earl?
1: Yeah uh, definitely the crab ride and I think I mentioned it the last time we discussed these guys I was coaching high school at this time and between him and Jansen all my kids wanted to learn the crab ride and uh so we, we did a lot of that um yeah Troy at that point in time you know I, I loved going on all the message boards and stuff and he was one of those guys where it was like I don't think he loses another match for the rest of his career he may be a three-time national champion and uh you know injuries and you know it kind of interrupted that a little bit but uh yeah,
2: Perry beat him the next yeah. year. Sorry, Earl. In the semis, yeah. he, he yep. actually got caught in the tilt. Um, it's a great match. You can find it on YouTube. It's a good match.
1: Yeah, but, that was sorry. no, no. That was a, that was a great weight class for Perry and Hendricks
2: too.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just uh, it's weird because I don't necessarily know how you score on Lewis because uh, you know none of those guys really could take him right. down, and uh, you know he he got out of some real scary situations in, uh, in the Marinelli match in the final against Chenzo. But uh, I just, I, I love Troy Letters. I got to go with him here. Uh, he'll, he'll find a way to win.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, man, it's hard. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to have a good Troy Letters as well. Um, I think the the thing that's tipping me is I, I don't even I don't know like I I think that they're both great and it's a really hard decision for me personally but um, the thing that's tipping me a little bit more the letters way is is honestly um, Makai and freestyle Um, recently I mean obviously he's been great he was junior world champ but um, him losing that match was it senior nationals when he lost to to Logan Massa Um, I I mean obviously Logan Massa is, is a great freestyle wrestler, very quality opponent. But um, I don't know, just there, there's obviously no matches in common, you know, or guys in common we can really look at. But um, I, I was just trying to think of the guys that I've seen beat Mackay and, and how they would match up with Troy Letters. And um, I, I think that, I don't know, I, it's, it's hard to pick. I, I'm going to go Troy as well. What do you got, Greg? I concur. I'm gonna okay go with yeah. Troy.
3: I think Troy's, Troy was two seasoned at that point. Um he was he was really good. I think he 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 beats Makai and I I am with you guys too. I really, really like Makai Lewis. Uh,
0: but Troy takes the win. For sure. Uh, man, I don't know. Is there a more is there a, a guy in college wrestling next year, whatever the next season we have is that you guys are more excited to see what happens with? Like right. I mean there's there's dudes obviously that are that are super exciting. Yanni Spencer, like we know what we're getting with them. Like I'm thinking, is there a guy that you're more jacked to see how his career unfolds than Makai? I uh, for me personally, I can't see anybody else that I'm more excited to to get back to watching. Um DeSanto. But, DeSanto. Yeah, for sure. I'm a huge DeSanto fan, but it's uh, excited to see uh if he tries to break somebody's arm again or something. Right. So, Greg, you need to grab DeSanto, man. As soon as he well, grabs Yeah. <laughs> a
3: lot of guys like him.
0: Definitely. Grab him. Bring him over to MMA because I, I will buy whatever card he's on. Uh, For sure. just want to see what happens, man. But uh, let's let's keep going. 174 pounds uh, where we're going to have Chris Pendleton versus Ahed Valencia. This is a cool one because this is obviously the coach uh, versus wrestler matchup. Um I don't know if you guys got a chance to see it. When I posted this on Instagram, uh, Chris Pendleton posted on it and was like – I can't remember. I'm going to have to look up and see exactly what he said, but he took a little playful shot at Zahid. I thought it was funny. Um, I'm going to have to look it up here in a second. Um, But Zahid Valencia, this is his junior season. He wins his second national title. Um, We all remember, you know, his freshman year – And it was either the quarters or the semis with Mark Hall where it was a really good match, and that headgear pull ended up determining the match, and that was Zahid's first loss in his college career. Um, And I think you take that headgear pull situation out of there, and there's a good argument for Zahid being uh, in the finals that year um, and possibly winning a title as a freshman. But as a sophomore, he beats Mark Hall in the finals, and as a junior this year, he also beats Mark Hall in the finals – um, he batted a little bit of adversity this year. I know that this is the year that he lost to Mark Hall in the duel. He also got pinned by Daniel Lewis in the duel. Um, but you know, maybe a little uh little mid season party rust shaken off. Um and uh and he got he got back on on track and, and blew through everybody in the NCAA tournament. So um to heed Valencia, if he doesn't take uh those couple of losses during the season definitely a Hodge contender this season. Um, Earl, what you got for Chris Pendleton in two thousand and four?
1: All right, this is uh, junior Chris Pendleton at the point. He was a two time All American, going third and first. He was the one seed this year, going thirty three and one. This is a year that Ascrum beat him in the Big Twelve finals um, at NCAs. He majored Pete Friedel fourteen to three. He pins Ryan Lang in uh, the first period, and then he beats Askren 11 to seven in the finals.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He made a habit of doing that, beating Ben Askren in the finals. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, um, I, I looked it up and Chris Pendleton, he commented on this and he, initially he put Pendleton by major and, uh, <laughs> oh, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. He came back later and said, it was a joke. No one majors the but, yeah. Uh, uh
2: it was pretty funny. Uh, I'll take this one if you don't mind. Yeah, go for it. Uh I chatted with Pendleton. He said Zaheed wins. Mm. He said nice. that he could probably he he'd he beat him on the mat, but he said that Zahid probably wins that match. Really? So I'm I'm going Pendleton. Or I'm going Zahid on this, sorry. Um yeah.
0: I assume that they, they probably wrestle a lot in the wrestling room or did. Oh uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like a lot. And I bet Zahid takes him down a lot.
0: Yeah, man. That's definitely got to be one of those situations as a coach where even the level of Chris Pendleton, like Zaheed maybe kind of catching fire on practicing and beating up on him a little bit and Pendleton being like, all right, somebody else tap in real quick. I need a break. Right. <laughs> um, But yeah, yeah, it's gotta be Zaheed here for me. Um another one of those situations where all respect to a you know, two time champ Chris Pendleton, but it uh Zahid, man, just different level from a lot of people. Um and so I, I will go Zahid Valencia um, you know, maybe a th- three point win somewhere in that ballpark. What do you got, Greg? I've had I've
3: had that same conversation with Chris uh a couple summers ago and he, he said the same thing. Uh, but I don't. I don't know if I agree. I, uh, maybe not. Uh, Chris said it like, yeah, he would, like, convincingly, like he would beat him. But I don't. I don't see it. Uh, I don't. I don't see it happening that way. I have a lot of respect for Chris. I, I wrestled him a couple times, and um, I think Pendleton finds a way to win this match. I really do.
0: Yeah, that's. I mean. It's interesting. Like, what do you see as far as like stylistically matching up? Do you, do you think of anything with that?
3: No, they would, I mean, they would ch- both challenge each other with their underhooks and their trips and stuff like that. Um, I would say Zaheed's probably going to be, do, do a little bit more low level attacks and things like that. But I, I just think ultimately, um, Pendleton finds a way to win the match. I, I don't, I don't know how, but I think he, uh, I don't think that he puts puts the points up on him that he's able to put on most people, and, um, and Pendleton flies away.
2: He could yeah. catch him in a cradle. He's so good at that, yeah. particularly off a shot. Um, yeah, it'd be a good match. I'm sure they've scrapped in the room a lot. Yeah, uh, Earl,
0: what do you think?
1: Yeah, see, see, I think that uh, you know Chris is probably being humble. You know, what's he going to be like? The the guy that I coach, yeah, he sucks. Yeah, I beat right. him. Yeah. Um, so, man, um, yeah, this is probably my favorite match. You know, if we actually got to see it. You know, just thinking about it, it's my favorite one to go through. Um, and, you know, the guy's Pendleton beat. I mean, he, he didn't just beat Asker. He put it on him, even though it's a freshman, you know, Ben. Um, you know, the other guys, majors and pins. And uh, I don't know. I, I got to go with Chris.
0: All right, well we're going oh, going to the Twitter poll since we've got an even split. All right, we got yeah. an even split. We got two Pendleton. We got two Zahid. What do you guys think Twitter poll says? I see
1: Zahid. Zahid. Yeah.
0: No, Chris Pendleton. Really? Yeah. Wow. wow. I I didn't see that one coming at all. I thought for sure looking at it, I was like, it's gonna be like ninety percent Zahid because everybody mm-hmm. – so recency right. All the recency bias. But Chris Pendleton, yeah, he he wins the poll. Uh, 52.2%. So, yeah. um, uh, so real close margin, but Chris, Chris takes the win here, man. So I don't know if he listens in, but I'll have to comment back on, on that and make sure he knows that he has bragging rights and he can tell Zahid that, that he beat him. Uh, I think I, I swear I was looking ahead. Um, I think we have this matchup again, <laughs> um, because obviously both of them are, are multiple time national champs and Yeah in our semifinal that's already set up 20, 2005 versus 2018, we're going to have this again. So. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to be talking about this match again. Um, but yeah. So Chris Pendleton is going to take the win for 2004. Um, and we'll get moving and, and we have a familiar face at 184 pounds. Um, yay, yay. and, uh, Greg Jones of West Virginia versus Drew Foster of Northern Iowa. Um, I'll go ahead and start and, and say a little bit about Drew Foster real quick. Um, this national tournament was um, kind of thought to be, thought to be Miles Martin's to lose, right? Um, it was Miles Martin and and nobody was going to come close. Miles Martin makes it to the semifinals and gets upset by Gabe Dean, um, and, or not Gabe Dean, uh, Max Dean. And then it was just kind of, who knows right um there's a bunch of really good dudes in this weight class obviously foster dean um miles martin i mean there's there's just so many good dudes in here but the finals ends up being max dean versus drew foster drew foster's route to the finals um was was a major decision um over left fragola um beat Louis Dupre seven to one beat Zach Savatsky six to two, and then beat uh, red hot chip Ness seven to four in the semifinals. Um, he makes the finals with Max Dean. Max Dean had actually beat Drew Foster earlier in that year. Um, so it was kind of, kind of thought that, that Dean would win again. Um, but Foster comes through and, and gets the six to four win to take the uh, first national title in a long time for the Panther train. Um, and, and really kind of, Re-established you and I, you know, back on the national title scene. Um, but Foster, I mean, he had an incredible year. Um, he capped it off with a national title. Really a Cinderella run. Really fun to watch. Um, on the other end, though, our man Greg Jones. I don't, I don't know if he wants to talk about himself at all, um, or if we'll let mm-hmm. Earl, Earl talk, or, or what you guys want to do. Go ahead, Earl. All
1: right. So this is a junior year for Greg, twenty six and O. Uh, one seed, he wins his second title, two-time All-American, uh, third EWL title. In the quarters, he beats Brian Glenn three to two. Semis, Paul Bradley eight to three. In the finals, Ben Heiser ten to five. And uh, I had a friend bring this up to me recently. I don't know if you guys are aware, but uh, you know, Craig being a one eighty-four pounder after his graduation. Um, was asked to come to camp by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Is that is that uh, yeah. how how it played out? Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. It wasn't you know it wasn't a heavyweight. Um, you know we see that on occasion, but a 184 pounder. So that's uh, you know what kind of respect he had.
0: What position were they wanting you to try out at? Uh, probably corner or safety. Hmm. Were, did you have any interest there or, or was it just well yeah
3: no fun? I went up um I went up and worked out for him at their uh at the training camp uh, I just did a private kind of combine like work type workout with him and um I got invited back to go to training camp start training camp with him um by the time I I did the workout I had a I was getting ready to get my groin repaired um so by the time training camp rolled around I wasn't I wasn't in any kind of shape to, to go up there. So that's just kind of where it stayed at. So, but it was pretty cool. It was a pretty cool experience. Very cool. Yeah.
2: Very
0: cool. So if, if, if things go differently, then we might've been talking about Greg Jones instead of Ben Roethlisberger.
3: Oh, I don't know about that.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's cool to talk about. Uh, um, Yeah. Th- this matchup um, I don't know. I mean, do you do you want to talk about it yourself, Greg, or you want to leave it to us? Or um, um, I'm interested to hear no, what you.
3: No, I, I. uh I'll go. Um, I wrestled countless guys like Drew Foster. Um, I think that match plays out um, like like a lot of the matches did. I think uh, I end up splitting the score. A couple of takedowns in the first period. Finished the period on top. Finished with riding time and end up. You look back at my three titles i uh, would say with the exception of two that were just named and a third every other match was in that 10 to 3 12 to 5 type range um mm-hmm. throughout all three of my NCA careers uh tournaments um so i think that match pretty much plays out the same way
0: yeah yeah no i was definitely thinking <laughs> thinking bonus points here um uh, yeah i i think major decision for greg I think just just too good on the feet, man, for sure. What do you got, Earl?
1: Uh I'd say like kind of like this Ben Heiser ten to five type match, yep. something like that.
2: All right, and Tony? I agree. Um, and I'm kinda of with you. I think you might bonus. Yep.
0: Yeah. So we got two votes for, for major as uh Earl you said like a, a healthy decision, yeah. right? Um mm-hmm. Craig, if I get a
3: rotting time point, there's a lot of storing going on. I'll tell you that.
0: <laughs> so you go a major or not?
3: I, I would probably major him.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, so that's that's what I was thinking. I mean, just dude, you're on a different level on your feet. And um, you know, I, I didn't fully immerse myself into like college wrestling fandom and, until later, so I didn't really get to watch you. But I know I've been going back watching a lot of YouTube videos and. Um, it was a lot of fun to watch it, man. And thank you. Thank you. We've, uh, we've had people comment on, you know, I post this on a bunch of Facebook groups and stuff to get, you know, people talking about it and see what people's opinions are. Um, and I know one of the matchups I think we had was, was you and Ed Ruth. Um, and mm-hmm. somebody, I can't remember who it was. Somebody, uh, commented on it and said that they picked you in the match and they were like, there's only two dudes ever that I would pick over Ed Ruth, and it was you. And I, I couldn't think of who the other guy was then, but I think it's pretty obvious that – Kale wrestled 84, right, at one point? Yeah, right.
1: for, first three Kale. years.
0: Yeah, because yeah, I never found out who that other person was, but it had to be Kale. Um, yeah. So pretty cool, though, man. love talking about your matches. Um, yeah. You've got Greg made your decision here, um, and, and we'll get on to this second-to-last match. Bo Nickel versus Damian Hahn. Um, Man, we're we're a tie score, 13-13. Fill us in on Damian Hahn, Earl. All
1: right, this is senior year Damian Hahn. He was the one seed, went 33-1, four-time All-American, went 5-5, 1-1, three-time Big Ten champion. In the quarters, he beats Josh Burt, 6-2, Ryan Bader in the semis, 2-1, and then Ryan is from Iowa uh,
0: in the finals. All right. Um, on the other end, Bo Nickel. This is, you know, obviously if you're listening to this, you you probably know who Bo Nickel is, and he needs no introduction. Um, but Hodge Trophy winner in this season, um, his, his national tournament this year went pin, pin, major, pin, and then five to one in the finals. Um, but he – Yeah, I mean, he pinned Josh Hokett, um, major decision over Nathan Traxler, pinned Pat Brucky, and then that five to one win over Colin Moore. Um, He did actually pin Colin Moore in the first period, I believe, earlier in the season in the duel. Um, I don't know if you guys agree. I think I've said it before, but um, I I think that that last bow nickel match was kind of a little bit of him taking it in and enjoying his last match in a Penn State singlet um, because, you know, that... I mean, obviously, five to one is a is a really good win, especially in, on the national title stage. But uh, you know, I, he, for me, I, it just wasn't as much offense as we're used to seeing out of him, and I think that he was kind of taking it in a little bit and enjoying his last match. Um, but undefeated season, wins a Hodges Trophy, um, and and goes out with either the first or second. I think I think he's second in Penn's at Penn State. I think it was fifty nine for him and sixty for Nolf, one way or the other. But yep, historic career. Um Tony, what do you got on this
2: match? Well, does he take it in against Damien Hahn and right. get his teeth knocked <laughs> out? And, like, <laughs> he he's not gonna roll over Damien Hahn. Uh so on this one, again, yeah, you're right. It it's it's hard and and it's hard to um go against bo on this but i do not think he takes this match in and enjoys like his final match i think he is pushed and i think it's a very close match um han was exceptionally good and athletic and i think he he uh he just he bo does not do to Damien han what he did to some of the other competitors that year um in 2019
0: yeah so you, you got Bo still winning the match, though?
2: I, I have Bo winning the match, like, 5-4. Okay, cool. Yeah,
0: Greg, what you got?
3: Um, this, is, this is probably the most interesting matchup from my, my standpoint. Um, <clears throat> and I'm going to disagree with you also on that, too. Um, I don't think you arrived to the national stage. and, and had, I've had such a great career. I'm just going to go take it all in. I don't, I don't see that happening. Um, <laughs> the match just unfolds how it unfolds but um, i'm split on this one i'm really split and, uh, but han damian two time champ man i'm going to i'm going to lean bo on this one yeah i'm going to lean
0: bo nickel yeah Oh, cool. well uh, you you probably have a, a better opinion on on being on the national stage than me, seeing as you have
3: a couple more. <laughs> well, I, 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 I don't know <laughs> oh, what do what do you you're walking to the arena and thinking, yeah, I'm just going to go out here and just
0: no, I just just be uh, out there. No, right. I,
3: I get your point, but I don't yeah. I don't
1: I don't necessarily agree with it.
0: Yeah, um, Earl, what you got?
1: Yeah, and I mean, I I think also Colin Moore knew how dangerous he was, and you know he's not necessarily going to put himself out there to get in an advantageous position for Nickel. Um, Now, as far as this match goes, you know, Nickel's just not going to be able to freaking toss Damien Hahn around. Um, I do have to lean – Damien may toss him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I do lean Nickel, but, yeah, close match. um, Yeah, close match for Nickel.
0: Yeah, uh, I am gonna go same here. Uh decision for Bo Nickel. Um and we'll we'll have be heading into the, the last match with a three point lead for twenty nineteen. Um, but but before we get there, I'm interested, Greg, I know you you're around obviously the weight of all these guys. Um, did you wrestle Damian Hahn at all? No. No, he was always bigger than me. Okay. Um other one, I know it's around the time. Did you ever wrestle Kale? I did wrestle Kale
3: um i wrestled kale i wrestled joe williams and kale in a simulation match um back-to-back at colorado springs that would have been going into the 04 olympic games right so between my junior and senior year
0: yeah i'm interested yeah. you got to tell us there's seven national titles between the two you guys it's insane um like h- how does that match go like how how was it?
3: Um it was it was it was fun. He beat me. Um but there was there was I don't know, if I had to guess freestyle, it was probably something like sixteen twelve or something like that. Um Yeah, if I if I had to put a score on it, I don't Yeah. I was Man. just thinking about those matches just last week actually. I wonder if they were on tape somewhere out of the OTC. Um, but it was one of the final simulation sessions before they went to Athens.
0: God, I would pay to to get my hands on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask. I'll ask Gary Abbott. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would love to see that matchup, man. That that's got to be a lot of fun, especially being high scoring. Um, but you know, we'll jump down to the last matchup of the duel: Tommy Rollins versus Anthony Cassar. Uh, Tommy Rollins of Ohio State, Anthony Kassar, Penn State. Uh, we'll start off with Anthony Kassar. This is his first national title and only national title and and like we've said before I I don't know whether to call this senior Anthony Kassar or sophomore or I don't know (laughs) because he technically has two years left um but you know obviously he was I think a fourth year in college with all the injuries and everything that that happened um but yeah I mean Kassar uh kind of struggled to to break through into the lineup he was at 197 and went back and forth with Shakur the year before and uh, they ended up going with Shakur and that summer he just decided screw it i'm going to going to get big and go heavyweight and and it worked out for him man cause he went to heavyweight and i think everybody kind of thought that it was gables weight uh and Kassar went out there and beat him handily twice so um I mean, he beat everybody in the weight class that that he needed to beat and, and uh proved that he was the national champ that year man so he he went through Gable in the semifinals, and then Derek White in the finals. Um, I, don't
1: know, I don't know if he beat him handily, but not hand,
0: not, <laughs> not handily like he, you know, like whooped up on him. But I'm saying like both of those matches, I, I think that, I mean, they were obviously close matches, but I just think they kind of leaned a little bit more Cassar than I thought they were going to lean. Is what I'm trying to say. All
1: right. Well, well, Jack's not here, so I'm trying to keep you honest.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey. Yeah. All right. No, we'll talk about that later. <laughs>
1: talk
0: about that later. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Earl.
1: All right, Tommy Rollins. He was a one seed, he was a senior, uh, four time All American, uh, going 2 1, 6 uh, 1, two time Big Ten champion. At the NCAA tournament this year, quarters, he beats Bodia Gunwall eight, 8 6, uh, semis, Leonce Crump 5 2, who I think played in the NFL at some point, um, and then Pat Cummings 6 2 in the finals. Uh, this was a different era for Ohio State, not necessarily the program that you know we know it now. So he was their first four-time All-American and only their second uh, multi-time champion. And then he left as their all-time leader in takedowns, which is pretty unreal for a heavyweight.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Um, I think the interesting thing is that both these guys are kind of the same like body type. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Um, especially for 2004 like you know back before you know the last five six seven years heavyweights are usually you know the big guys right? usually real big dudes you know they're not fat but they're just big people right um they're not like you know shredded and kasar and tommy rollins are both you know both built up to 285 and, and they're just very similar body types and that different kind of new style of heavyweight that we're seeing more of. Um, I haven't seen too much tape on Tommy, so uh, I'm going to have to kick it to you guys and, and and see. What do you think, Greg?
3: I think uh, Kasar is a very good heavyweight. I think Rollins is, is one of the all-time great heavyweights. Um,
0: I think he wins his match pretty easily. Yeah. What do you got, Tony? I
2: agree i agree i think rollins matches the athleticism of kasar i think um ultimately the consistency of being uh being at that high level um rollins takes the match all right and earl
1: yeah just a, a mm-hmm. little at least equal or better athletically and a, you know a little better on his feet so give me tommy
0: yeah i was gonna say tommy as well um our are we going bonus point territory or is it going to be a decision here?
1: No, I I think.
0: Yeah, I don't think a bonus. Maybe three,
1: three point win or something.
0: Okay, cool. Um, so, well, that's going to leave us tied up and we're going to have to, we're going to have to break this tie. Um, so Tommy Rollins is, is going to win this match and set it up 16 to 16. And in order to break the tie, what we have been doing, um, We've we've had this well we've only had this situation one time, um, but what we did before is we we looked through all of the the runner ups for each team, and try to decide like what's the best match of runner ups, right? So like uh, seventy four, you're gonna have Ben Askren versus Mark Hall, right? So what what's a, a runner up match that you guys like to talk about that maybe like you're not leaning one way hardcore like. You know, it could be a fair matchup to talk about. Is there any that jump out besides Ashkron Hall?
1: I think that was that might be the best one. I also think 125 could be interesting, so you could pick against Jack.
0: Oh, you better believe.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> who did Pal beat in the finals?
1: Uh, Kyle Lott.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I, but no, I think I think maybe 74 is the answer.
0: Yeah, I think we might stick with 74. Um, Gotta keep my, my friendship with Jack going. Uh, but on your who
1: who's
3: who's Tyrone Lewis wrestle?
0: Mm. Ooh, Vincenzo Joseph. Mm. Ooh, that's a good one too. I don't know. Which one would you guys which one do you guys think's a, a better match? Or has like it's I think, more flippable. I, I'll say
3: this of of the runner ups, Tyrone Lewis is the best wrestler.
0: For sure. On on
3: both sides.
0: Yeah, I can get on mm-hmm. with that. Um trying to keep it as fair as we can though. Which yeah, I got it. which runner up matchup can is the most flippable between those two? I mean, I guess you probably picked Tyrone. So yeah, do you guys just want to stay at seventy four with <laughs> Hall and Askren?
1: Or or we could do Espo and uh Micah Jordan. I, I, I like seventy four better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's stay there because I, I truly don't know which way leaning on that one. So, uh, yeah, 174, the battle of the runner-ups is going to, to determine our winner here with a, a bonus team point. Um, so, for 2004, we have Ben Askren, and for 2019, we're going to have Mark Hall. Um, in 2019, this is Mark Hall's third trip to the NCAA finals. He did win it as a freshman. Took Zahid out um, in, I believe it was the semis, um, and, and won a national title over Bo Jordan. And then junior, or, I mean, sophomore year, he loses to Zahid in the finals, and same here. Um, but he actually did have a win over Zahid earlier in the year. Um, so, yeah. done five minutes. Yep. Uh, yeah, so Mark Hall, um, runner up. What you got, Earl?
1: All right, so we got Ben Askren this year. He was a freshman, uh NCAA runner-up obviously. He beats Brad Dillon in the quarters 12 to 7 in uh, overtime. He beats Tyler Nix from Iowa 4 to 2 in the semis and then loses to Pendleton 11 to 4.
2: Yeah. Who who he had beat that year the Big 12s, which I think you guys.
1: He beat uh Pendleton.
0: Yeah. I'd like to also point out, um, I just got a chance to, to pull it up, but uh for that year for Mark Hall, he was undefeated coming into the finals. Um, lost as a heed four to three. So lost by one point in the finals, but was undefeated again coming into the finals. Um, he had wins over Miles Amin, Taylor Luan, Brandon Womack, um Devin Skatska, mm. another one over Miles Amin, Dylan Lighty, Michael Labriola. A um, bunch of really, really good dudes there. So um, Hall was undefeated until this this matchup. <sighs> how do you guys see this match going, man? Uh, uh, Greg, Askren, Hall. How how would you see a matchup like that going?
3: It's a young Askren, but I mm-hmm. um, I think Ben scores too many points. I
0: think
2: so.
3: I, I don't think uh, Mark can keep up with the point scoring. It's going to get put on him. I think Askren takes the win.
0: All right, Tony, what you got?
2: Well, again getting back to, you know, I don't think Ben had had it all figured out. Um, but I do think that Hall will kind of, you know, get into these he's not shy to get into some of these scramble positions. Um I'm very torn on this, my, but my gut was seeing Hall um uh initially just that, you know, initial like I I think Hall um figures it out, but uh, man, it's super close. Um, I, I, but again, watching video of Askren, he's still trying to figure out, you know, the the scrambling and the funk. Um, though he did beat Pendleton at the twelve, at Big Twelve. So, God, I'm super torn. But my my initial gut said Hall. Roll, what you got?
1: Oh man, I. I don't know. I feel like uh, Hall would put himself in, you know, some positions to be favor- yeah, favorable towards Askren. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and it, I think it would be a no doubter for me if it was even, you know, sophomore or junior Ben Askren. Yep. But uh, I still, for me, the first instinct was to go to Askren and I, I guess I'm going to stick with that.
2: Uh <laughs> No pressure dude
1: ah uh, that, that's that's why you're the ho the the, host, yeah, the, the leader that's why you
2: make you make the big bucks exactly
0: so i make all the money um crap oh man i don't know it's it's tough because it's for me i think it's a big deal that it's junior mark hall and you said was it freshman or sophomore askrin
1: freshman
2: freshman askrin oh my god what was the? Does anybody remember what the Askren Pendleton match was like in the Big Twelve finals? Earl, do you? I don't know if I saw a video on that.
1: Um, I I know I have. I haven't recently.
0: Oh man, I I hate this. Um, all right, so here's what we're gonna do. I. I'm voting Hall. Um and, and so I just think that this at le- uh, this stage in their careers, um, I think that Hall is way more developed and and just so good at this point. I mean, if it weren't for Zaheed, he's gonna win a national title in this weight for sure. Um, like I said, undefeated, beat all these really good dudes on the way to the finals. Um, I, I don't think that like you're saying, I don't think Ash gonna completely figure it out yet um what what all his you know his funk and everything like that. Um so what we're going to do
2: is I'm I'm gonna call, call Sam Herring. Yeah. That's exactly what I was gonna <laughs> say. Let's give Sam a call. Uh um, break the tie.
0: And and so I don't I don't know if Sam I know he was watching at one point, um, but I'm gonna call Sam and see what Sam says. He'll break the tie and, and decide this duel for us. So Let's uh let's get Sam on.
1: Man. This is wild, guys. <laughs> ah. And uh, I saw the score of that match. It was nine to seven for Askren.
2: Whew. Yeah, you could totally I could totally see uh Askren Hall match going that same way, right? Mm-hmm. Lots yeah. lots of points on the board.
0: All right, we gotta got to talk a little bit to fill this space while I get a hold of one of these guys. Uh, man, Sam didn't pick up. All right, Jude. All right, we're right, we're, we're going to see. We're going to get one of them. Um, but I, I'm going to go ahead and place the blame here on Jack Mueller uh, for not coming on. Hey, Jude, we're still live. We need your help. Okay. All right, so er, we're – we're going to get your pick. You're going to decide this duel for us. We got oh, junior year Mark Hall versus freshman year Ben Askren. Say that one more time. Junior Mark Hall, freshman Ben Askren.
2: Oh. I mean. I think it's Whoa. Hey. Oh, look at there. I think it's,
0: Jude Swisher just picked against Penn State. Wow! <laughs> wow! So Jude picks Jude. That's awesome, man. That's cool. Jude <laughs> picks uh picks Ben Askren. Thanks, Jude. I- I'll talk to you in a minute. All right, see, Jacob. thanks, man. Uh, all right, so that's it, guys. Jude picks Ben Askren, and uh, oh, wow. 2004 is gonna win this duel. Wow! That is not how I thought it was gonna go. I wow. intentionally picked Sam because I thought. Neutral. I thought he's neutral, right? Um, and Sam didn't pick up, so so Jude did not go Penn State. That's awesome, man. It's always good to good to hear unbiased picks. Um, but Ben Askren is going to take that win for us and and decide this duel, seventeen to sixteen for two thousand and four. We now have the number fourteen, number fourteen seed in the semifinals. And twenty nineteen was just taken out and everybody's going to be pissed about that. So Yeah. (laughs) Man, that's cool. Um, Very cool. So uh, our bracket is now going to look like uh, 2005 versus 2018 on one side, and then the the other side we're going to have 2013 versus 2004. Um, Mm -hmm. So going to be a lot of really fun matchups. I'm excited to see this come down to the end, Um, and we're going to have our first semifinal matchup Sunday morning live. So – uh, make sure you tune in but but thanks for coming on the show tony earl as always um we enjoyed having you on uh hopefully we can get you back on on more tony
2: yeah thanks for having me it was fun for sure all right all right guys well that's
0: it from from the hma slash open mat guys here um, we we are we've decided to still we thank greg again for coming on yet go has a lot of important stuff to do but, but we will see you guys next time